Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, we start off in decency and order with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture is coming out of Psalms 145 and 3. It says, Great is the Lord, the most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. You can't box up God. God is going to bless you despite how people see you, how people think of you, how people think how far you could go. You shouldn't box up your praise either. God wants you to praise him despite if you have two pennies to rub together, if you have millions of dollars. He wants you to praise him and give him all the praise because he's opening doors for you. He's being with you. He's comforting you. At least give him the praise. See, when you praise through your circumstance, you could be able to get through a lot of things without any stress, any doubt, or any pain because you know who to give your stress to. Give it to the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here this morning. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for being in the midst. God, let us be able to come today and let your presence be welcome, Lord. We just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you've done for us, giving us the strength to do it one more time. God, continue to watch over us as we make our decisions. Continue to be in our minds as we do our day-to-day, -day, God, so that we can remember that the focus is about you and not us. God, I just thank you, Lord. I, if I, if I had 10,000 10, tongues, I wouldn't be able to thank you enough, God. God, continue to just bless us. Touch everybody under the sound of my voice as listening now and in the playback in the podcast, God that they'd be able to have a change in their life, that the seed could be planted in a fertile ground in their life so that they can see you truly for who you are and everything that you could do for them and all the change that comes when they believe. God, we just want you to be right now the, the way maker, the one that brings healing, the provider, we want you to be able to come in and show to the people that have lost hope that you could give that, re that, that reminder saying that I bring hope, joy, and a future. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, you can find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter and you can find me on Facebook at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. And man, y'all, it has been busy. Yes. Man, but I, I have a great surprise. I know we usually don't go live on Saturdays, but we got some special guests and I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. People in the building. Hello, hello. Hey, what hey. up, Pastor Jay? <laughs> It's a blessing to be here. Yes. We are those Baxters, um, Kayla. And I'm Juan. And we are married, and um, yeah, we've got a radio ministry and a ministry that God has given us to um, to bless both young people, young at heart people also. We play that new incredible sound of gospel music, 
And um, we're thankful to be here at the Stellars and visiting with yes. you Amen. on Anointed Radio Network right here in Las Vegas. What? So, yeah, we you came know, all the way from Philly. So. Philadelphia yeah. in the Absolutely. house. Yeah, so this, this time change, boy. <laughs> you hear our deep voices? I still got the frog in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> we tired. Man, tired ain't the word. And, and if you don't know what's happening here in Las Vegas, we are having the Stella Awards. It started for a lot of people since the beginning of this week. So people, by the time Saturday comes, it's tired. Yes. And don't want to see nobody but their house and bed. <laughs> but we're going to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and go. In the, you're not going to come and talk oh. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's Naomi B. in the building. Yeah. Where can they find you on social media? Um, go ahead and get your shout out on. Naomi B. Music um, is my handle. That's N-A-O-M-I-B. Music. Um, and that's also my website. What? You got a website? I got a website. Yes. (laughs) Definitely go check her out. We're going to go into, I guess we go into the mix. One thing I could say to our sponsors is Go Knights Go for the Go to Knights. All right. Uh, Let's go Raiders. Make some good choices. (laughs) (laughs) And um, as overall, we definitely have um, the, we have the last event that Pastor Ted Cannon and First Lady Michelle Cannon is having at the Orleans Arena uh, for Worship Unleash, the post-stellar party that will be here. Be here at, I think you say it starts at about 5. Doors open at 5. Mm-hmm. They still have tickets, and the event starts at 6. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. I'll be there right after after here, after being in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely <laughs> make sure you go out into attendance. And check it out. Just if you missed any of the stellar events, this is the last event. Definitely check it out. It's going to be a great event. Come get your praise on. And we're going to go in the mix. And the song I'm going to go ahead and go with is the song I've been playing for a while. But I saw my brother today. Ooh, not today. These days are mixing on me. I saw him yesterday on the red carpet. That is Mr. Arike Holmes. And we're going to play something big. See you guys in a minute. Waiting on a change to come In the midnight Wondering where's the sun You gotta know That God always comes through Just get ready For what he's about to do It's gonna be big Big in your life It's gonna be big Big in your life Oh my God about to blow your mind. You better get ready because it's gonna be big. So you've been weeping. Joy is coming. Hey, you gotta know. Because mm. God's about to blow your mind. Big in your life. You ought to declare that thing now. tell you something the next thing that God is gonna do in your life is getting ready to be real big he's gonna do exceedingly abundantly above everything that you could ever ask or think 
Prepare yourself now because it's gonna be big. Let me encourage you. I know you've been praying and I know you've been waiting, but don't give up now. Breakthrough is on the way. Beautiful ashes, joy for your sadness. The garment of praise for this beautiful heaviness. Something big in my life. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. You say it now. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. Come on, attach your faith to it and declare it now. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. Oh, your faith is rising now as you say it. Raise it loud. God's getting ready to do something, so God's getting ready. giving God the praise for saving you? Nobody told you that the road would be light, but he promised you everything would be alright. Don't complain about anything. The time you take to complain, you can be calling on forsake you Jesus will always come through oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, Lord, yeah. I want to thank God I am he helped me through it all 
never saving a girl like me. I know he's making something beautiful.
Come on, begin to worship him in this place. Now don't be cute with it. Go ahead and worship him. For every obstacle you overcame, for everything that should have killed you and it didn't, you have a legal right to be crazy with all you've been through. But God helped you preserve your mind. You made it back from a nervous breakdown. You, you made it back from a bad relationship. Don't be cute with it. Go ahead out of your belly. Worship him. Ignore your neighbor. You don't have time to be cute. They, they don't know what you made it over. They, they, they don't know what you overcame. They, they, they don't know who you was going to bed with when you didn't have no sense. They, they don't know who you fooled around and had a child by. They, they don't know the stuff you've made it through. You don't have time to be cute. Worship him. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. God, God, God wants to know, will you worship me in spite of your neighbor? Will, will you worship me in spite of who's looking at you? Will, will you ignore everybody and cry out to me? I've been better to you than you've been to yourself. Don't, don't play with him. Worship him. Give it all to him, surrender it. Lord, I surrender my wife. I, I surrender my children. I, I, I surrender my ministry. I, I surrender my mind. I, I surrender my hangups. Lord, I need you. Oh. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. give you everything.
That's a good question. Do you surrender it all to God? Because a lot of times we have an issue giving it all to God. Mm-hmm. And surrender it all, that song, I remember I was in California. I played it today because I was tired. And wow. Feeling like how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And what kept me going on was saying, you know what, God, whatever you got me doing, I'm going to do it, despite how I feel. That's surrendering it all. You know, because a lot of people don't do stuff because, you know what black folks love the first two? What I ain't going to do and what you about to do. That's the right. first two things that black <laughs> folks love to say. What I ain't going to do and what you about to do. You know, we love mm-hmm. to say that. But then when it comes to God, I feel like we say those same excuses and we have to kind of watch ourselves because God put you in tests of, of struggle and times and trials to see will you keep going in my name. Amen. Will you keep going in my name? Right. Yeah. You know, we go, we man, we mm. can go for these jobs. Wells Fargo, hello somebody, right. and all. Yeah, all right. Check cash in, Raleigh's and Piggly Wiggins. <laughs> worked there. Hey. Yeah, I've been on the East Coast before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, when it come to church, we late. We have issues. We say, oh, I'm tired. I ain't going to church today, or I ain't going to Bible study because I don't feel like it because I came to work. But if you didn't go. To work, you don't get paid, right? Right, right. right. So how do we expect God to do stuff in our lives if we don't even put what is due? Mm, that's that's good. That's good. But I preach tomorrow, so I'm gonna stop. I was, about <laughs> to say, I was about to say, man, let's hey. I, that's a word somebody need right now because, like, we we do like a lot of times we get we get uh, we get hurt in church, right? And so because you're hurt, because you're hurt in church. You decide like, okay, well, I ain't gonna go back there. 
Right. But then you you before you look up, you ain't at nobody church. You at home. And you at worse. home. And, and then you, and you worse <laughs> off because you at home and you're not fellowshipping, you're not going to church, and then you like, I don't want to go to a new church. So what where where where's your fellowship? Where where's the time that you're spending with the other saints who can build you up and keep you strong? Right. Like T D Jakes on the screen is good. Right? It, for a quick fix. But that's but, just the TV, though. But that's just the TV. That's it. So we, we find these pastors that we like, oh, I can watch him. No. no. Live streaming and sitting underneath for somebody's word is two things, right. two different things. I understand if you got to work and you got to live stream. But every week, you, you just If like, you can't make it to church, you at least can make it to Bible study. Because it's great to at least fellowship and be, because... It's great to have different minds come together. Yeah. Because something that I might not think of, you could think of, mm-hmm. or you could think of a different way, and we could all come to a better understanding. That's what getting knowledge is, trying to understand the knowledge that's presented. And then what wisdom is using the knowledge and understanding mm. and not saying, well, I didn't know, because a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I found a pastor out here in Las Vegas. Um, I call her Pastor J, female type. Pastor Julia <laughs> Juanita out here because at her That's church they call her Pastor J. I said, so well, I'm the only Pastor J. J. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to yeah, call yeah, y'all yeah. Pastor J, female type. She posted this yesterday and it said, church hurt. It says, if being hurt by church caused you to lose faith in God, then your faith was in people and not God. Woo. That is the definition of church hurt. So you were never there for God in the first place. You were there for that pastor. You was there for your grandmama. Mm-hmm. You was there because your your parents had you there and you, you thought that was your identity. Right. And you didn't know God for yourself. Mm. And that's why you were easily able to leave. It's just like right. a breakup, you know. It's just like when people leave churches and they think that, oh, you know, my pastor would be mad that I left. No. If you find Jesus, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the problem oh, is man. when you Tell leave them. and you don't find Jesus compared to when you leave and you do find Jesus. Your pastor is excited. Yes, they miss you. Yes, they miss what if you was the worship leader, or if you was the mm-hmm. prayer, uh, prayer counselor or whatever you did in your ministry. Pastors love when you can go to somewhere else and still be effective. If you're going somewhere and you're not effective at all, it doesn't help. Right. Uh, my wife, uh, we do a lot of interviews and stuff. Like, so I want to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and, and I call it baby Oprah because to me that's like that's what you know. People have they have gifts, and my wife has a gift for interviewing people and 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 talking to their hearts. And uh, the thing about it, she always says a question that uh, most of uh, most of the people aren't ready for. And the question is, uh, what do you ask them, Kayla? I usually I love. First of all, I pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to ask this person? But sometimes he will give me this question, and it's how did you come to know God for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, Can I tell my experience? Absolutely. Sure. I, I always talk about me on here because that's my testimony. That's why I started on the radio. So mm-hmm. if you're mad, your fault. So <laughs> <laughs> um, mine was in 2009. So in 2008, I met Donald Lawrence for the first time. I thought Ooh. I was somebody. We won the House Week, the Sound oh, Awards yeah, in 08. Yeah. So we was, I was 18 years old. I was dope. I'm going to go here. All the churches want me. I'm on Comcast. I'm thinking I'm, the, I'm everything. I'm, I'm about to be the next big thing, right? Right. Then... I stopped going to church for God. I started going to church for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we won some money, and then we got a, these little medals. I still got my medal. It ain't uh-huh. just a, a medal. That's all it is. <laughs> and um, we thought we were somebody. 
And something that got me was I started going to different churches because, you know, churches are the one, biggest ones to blow your head up. Like, well, you won the choir. Can you come start my youth department? Can you start doing my choir? Can you do this for my youth and this and that? And we'll pay you. I'm 18 now. Right. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, could pay for this? <laughs> I could get paid for what I do mm -hmm. at church all the time, mm -hmm. you know. So I started going to different churches. My pastor and I got into it because I've always told pastors all over i will talk to you as a man because you are still a man at the end of the day and i the only person that's god is god Hello. Oh, so me and him got into it about the youth and because I, I wanted to i wanted to break the chain i was baptist back then these days and i wanted to bring <laughs> the pentecost and i wanted to bring the african methodist and i wanted to bring the non-denominationals all together as one youth and have a great worship celebration and bring more people to god in the young people because that's what's the future of the church. We got into it because he was like, well, you know, y'all want the choir, and, and we don't, I don't think the youth are ready. And they, he was taking away Sunday services from the youth, and I felt some type of way about mm. that. I went to baptize, and I'm letting you know this because this is years by, and he know I could talk about it because this is the conversations in the office that a lot of the church don't know. You don't know what people battle for each ministry. So when I was there, he was taking Sundays away. How many how many youth Sundays are in a year? Youth like, Sundays? Youth well, Sunday. Twelve. I'm, I'm, if you I'm keep saying, taking hey, them away, <laughs> there's not many times right? that youth can actually express themselves. Right. So we, we had a falling out. I started going to different churches and just implementing seeds. And I wasn't even caring about it because I was first hurt. Not church hurt, but I was hurt mm. that my ambition wasn't seen. It was just like put to the side. Wow. So when I start going to different churches and all that, I start backsliding. Backslide ministries. Y'all know about that. Crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when um, I was going through what I was going through, I, mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm now 19, um, going to different churches, helping them out. And I remember the Biggie movie came out. I'll never forget mm -hmm. about that. And I was watch. I had the soundtrack, the Notorious soundtrack. And I was going to work on President's Day. And... I was like, man, I'm mad. I got to go to work on President's Day. And it was raining. It was in the Bay Area. And I was on the way to work. And I flipped three times on the freeway. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And wow. all I hear is, oh, in my head, right? <laughs> and, right? So that's first annoying. And then I'm thinking in my head, I guess I'm about to see Biggie because this is it. Wow. wow. And I hope I. Biggie's in the right place. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure to I'm about to see Jesus, but he's a big guy. He's a big guy. So when um, when the car was about to stop, I heard a voice subtle that said, I'm not done with you yet. Mm, Bam. Bam. Stop back in reality. Car is now on the right side up window, the windshield inside, so swiping on the inside. So I'm laughing because I think I have a concussion at this time. And then there's a, uh, a my passenger window is bust out open. So what do you think when you flip cars? Because I've only seen flipped cars in movies and what happens in flipped cars in movies? The, the windows break out. The, the, Somebody the has hit. to come rescue you or pull you out. Or no. the car catches on fire. They catch on fire and they blow up. <laughs> <Yeah>. So I <laughs> supermaned out the window because I thought my truck was going to catch on fire. Oh, wow. Because now I'm just like, I just flipped three times. I didn't bust down the sign, emerging signs. I don't know if it cut the bottom. Of, I don't know what's up with my car. And I went outside and the first thing I see on, on, the, on the ground is my Bible. Wow. 
and that's what bust out the window. Wow. wow. And I was like, okay. So what did that mean to you? To me, it meant stop playing. Mm. Because God gave me a second chance to do his work. Not my work. I did my work, and I was about to get cut off quick. You know, whoopings from God is not something mm -mm. you want to go through. And it. I've been through plenty of them, from being homeless to everything else. And when Ooh. God brought me through, I couldn't sit here and complain about doing the day-to-day. -day because God gives you opportunities, but you have to maintain the opportunities he's given you. Yeah, yeah. Because that door that he opened, he could close. As long as you keep that door open, you maintain, clean that window on that door and do what you got to do, he will keep it open. And he'll open more doors. Mm. And he'll elevate you to where you're supposed to because you're not worried about you. You're worried about him. Amen. So that was my real experience. Yeah. Mm. Part one of Pastor Jay's little biography. What <laughs> yeah. a blessing. Like, wow, yes. And when, like, you, even what you saw in your Bible being thrown out the window and you were separated from it in that moment in time. Right. And you, but you, God told you he wasn't done with you yet. Like, um, yeah. One and the they used my, I'm going to tell you how bad the accident was. I had a Ford Explorer back then. They were, they were known for flipping. Mm -hmm. I had the sport version. Oh, and man. I think, not the Eddie Bauer one, but the sport the version, uh, 1999 Ford Explorer. They used my vehicle for every 15 seconds. That's the program wow. that they go to at the high school yeah, when yeah. kids have accidents. They use my car for De La Salle for the skid. Wow. That's how bad it was. And the tow truck driver thought I was KIA. Thought you were what? KIA. Killed in action. Wow. Because obviously I did have blood because, you know, I bled from trying to get out of there because of broken glass and things mm -hmm. like that. But, yeah, he's, I, I for sure thought it was a fatality. In wow. Car. That's why we're using it for every 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah, so... That, that was my Jesus moment. I, and I mind you, I've been in church and I got saved and all that, but that don't mean that was over. That's you know? right. Now, I think a lot of people get saved and then they think it's over. You know, that's done. No, there's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of knowledge. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things you're going to have to go through to see God really for yourself. He is still always working on us and always teaching us. And there's so much. Each... Each level that he takes you to, there's a new thing to learn in him. Right. And he doesn't always do things the same way. Right. I know with me, he'll tell me, and I'm not going to do it the same way the next time because he expects my faith to increase. Mm. And, um, yeah, so then I'm always looking for... Um, what he has to give me and how he has to give it. It might be through someone, uh, through a word, or just sometimes he says, now we're at the point where he says, just trust me. So versus, you know, I used to say, God, let me know. I need you to let me know. And he's saying, no, you do what I say to do and you just trust me. Because now we're at a point where we have to be bold in him. Right. Mm. You know, and that boldness comes with just trust me versus um, there's a time, you know, in our lives and in our growth in Christ where it's like, Lord, I need you to give me a sign, mm -hmm. you know, and he will. 
And he's done that for us gotta, many you, times. You got to be careful about when you ask what? for that sign. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Who knows? Because you don't know what that sign might you be. You really don't. And when you really ask for God's answer, sometimes you better be careful and evaluate what you're praying for. Because that if you say, God, take away all distractions oh. from my life. Oh. Your distraction might be that person, your 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 best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your distraction what? could be the the favorite hobby you love to do. That distraction could be that your job. Car. It could be that job <laughs> that you have. That job you have, <laughs> that car you have, the things that you idolize and make little G's mm-hmm. into bigger G's mm. when it's supposed to be just tools to get through this life. Come on, because man. a lot of like, even Jesus knew. Right. He said. Give Caesar what Caesar's and give God what's God. Right, right, right. <laughs> I used that when I was in life. Uh, <laughs> when I used to sell life insurance, uh, I used to say that. Jesus to pay his tax. I'm just saying, you know. But it, it, it's true because we have to understand to give God what's, what's owed to him. You know, right. we get we get the, the item and we praise the item and not uh, the gift giver. Mm. And that's what's crazy to me. You know, he gives you the car. But you think in the car, oh, look at me in the car. You take a picture wow. with you in the car. Yeah, me in the car. Instead of saying, God bless me to get this car. Because I remember being at the bus. I remember walking. Mm. I remember having my SS. Y'all know what SS is? Shoes and socks. Shoes and socks. Come Man. on with the SS. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's deep to give, you know, adoration to God and be able to just give him the praise that he is due. You know, I love Wes Morgan's song, I Choose to Worship, because yeah. despite what you're going through, you can just worship God in the midst, and you'll feel better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But we're going to interview y'all, though. Uh-oh. So <laughs> I will do my best. Uh, I, I'm like, no, I have questions for him. It, it's, so, it's, so, it's, it's so crazy, because when people be like, can we interview y'all? We be like, we the one supposed to be doing an interview, like it's, <laughs> that's weird. So it, it, it feel kind of like okay, we gotta come with that uh, the out of body experience, like okay, we wanna we gotta be here. But you know what? We gonna let it be what it is because <laughs> like if if there's a we're gonna engage in conversation. That's all. Amen. So okay. there may be some questions that God gives us to ask you while we're and in turn people. Well, it'll bless people. So we're going to let it be. You ask us, we might ask you. <laughs> we're going to let him do what he okay. wants to do. Amen. So, so far, it's already God is doing an amazing yeah. thing to with God even your testimony. Amen. And, Amen. you know, Amen. one thing I can say is this. What got you? Because I've been seeing you guys. And I think another thing of where I've seen you guys, because you guys, I always ask, where did you guys see us? We love knowing where we've yeah, we yeah. seen. And then Kavina Love is a connection mm-hmm. because... I saw this album before I met right. you guys, <laughs> and I saw the compilation because right. Kavina was on it, and she tagged me to share it because oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm out here on the west side representing for it. Awesome. And um, what got you in your guys' ministry? What made you guys say, we doing radio? <laughs> mm, it, it, it's it's kind of funny because we've both been doing radio individually. For, for a long time, maybe about a, a twelve year. Yeah, so she she was on she was on a, a the major station in Philadelphia, uh, Radio One station out of Philadelphia, for several years, and I was at uh, Stella Award winner, and they won last night too. WIMG, shout out to WIMG. Woo! <laughs> so uh, I was on WIMG for several years, just honing my 
my music skills because I had came from Radio 1 doing mainstream radio. Mm -hmm. And only thing I knew was mainstream radio. And then one day... Hip-hop. And then one day, my wife took me to an event with her, and uh, it was Desi and a rapper by the name of T-Wise performing. And I heard the Lord say, you got to do something big for them. And I'm like, man, who is them? I don't know nothing <laughs> about what you talking about. Like, who is them? Like, And he like, you got to do something for the urban gospel, holy hip-hop. And I'm like, man, none of the people we try to give you the fake music in the church because they ain't uh, that good, man. I don't know nothing about that. And he ain't even listen to Christian like, hip-hop back then. I was like, so. man, I, like, Lord, I'm in the studio listening to Biggie and, and Jay-Z and Nas and Fat Joe, and I'm, I'm, I'm all out in the world, and I'm like, man, what is you talking about? And so what he had removed that show, like, he, like uh, I say about a month later, they was like, oh, we're going in a new direction. So I was off radio, and I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to take this time, and I'm going to study the music. Mm -hmm. So for a year, I took off, and I studied urban gospel, gospel music, gospel jazz, reggae, God, every, every, everything, holy hip-hop. I studied it all, and my wife was still on radio, and you... So, yeah, I was on um, Praise Philly, and um, I was there for seven years. And one day, God told me that it was time to move. And people don't usually leave big networks like that because that's where people are trying to go. However, right. um, I heard God say it, and I asked him when, and he told me to be patient, which is a whole, we have so many different testimonies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, but that's not what Let's you asked. It, sure, but, sure, which sure. was a whole nother story. But um, I was, the short version is I was obedient. But he gave me three different signs at that time, as we talk about signs. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I needed at that moment in time in order to know that this big move was something that um, I should do. And he did that for me, but told me after that, I'm not going to do it the same way next time. Mm -hmm. Like literally things that I spoke, he did exactly and asked him to do. He did that exact thing so that I would know and be clear. Like Gideon, like that exact thing. Wow. So, um, and, and told me that that wouldn't happen again. So, but anyway, how did <laughs> no, no, we I'm get together? So, I was used to doing radio by myself. I had a show out and about with Miss Kayla, and I did it by myself on Radio One. My husband was doing um, holy hip hop and programming music, and God took us from both of those stations, told me to move, told my husband that it was time, mm -hmm. and then we were without a station together. However, one year when we went to the Stellars, right. and um, I was used to doing things by myself. He was used to doing things. I had like a, uh, I had a group, like we, I had like co-hosts with me. So I was used to being with people in the studio. She was just used to being by herself. So one year we was at the Stella, we was at the Stella Awards, and I was sitting on the bench. It was at the Stella Celebrity Basketball Game. And God said, when you and your wife come together, I'm gonna make you bigger than you can ever imagine. Wow. So I turned around to her, I said, look, Lord said, when we come together, <laughs> he going to make us bigger than, than we ever imagined. And she said, <laughs> I was like, what? in my head, I was like, he ain't telling me that. <laughs> and she gave me the look, I'm like, well, that's what he said. I was like, I don't, I've been doing this thing by myself, I don't need nobody, this is long before God told me to move or leave, like, um, 
leave the station I was at. I was like, I don't need nobody else to do this with me. I was just used to, and I was used to God talking to me. I didn't, I wasn't used to God talking to my husband yet. Not that he didn't, but I wasn't used to that yet. Gotcha. I would, he would, I would say, this is what God said. And then God's talking now to my husband. Mm-hmm. And I had to listen to what he told my husband, which was not something I was used to. And even in his growth with God, like, yo, like what? Like, he's <laughs> like huh? What? So, but God told me to be quiet. He closed my mouth and shut me up where I wanted to be like, I'm not even the first time we went to the Stellars, which I don't know if that was the first time or second time, but I was going with my crew. We have a whole, like we do all these inspirational videos that we have a YouTube page, those Baxters, our YouTube page, (laughs) but we're interviewing gospel artists and getting their testimony. So I was doing that already on my, with God. Short version, baby. So what happened was... um, (laughs) When we finally was released from both our stations, uh, God told us, like, you know, um, yeah, it was time for both of us to go. But we we didn't have a station. We didn't even have a show yet. But we had already started. God had gave us the name Those Baxters at the same time. Gave him the name. He gave me the name Those Baxters at the same time as he told me and her to come together. So we had already started using Those Baxters. For, like, events. For, like, events. You you, you know, I'm going to let you know (laughs) about that name. (laughs) Why I let you introduce yourself? Because when uh, I we say know, that to myself, we know it makes me like you gotta, you gotta I, come close, pray, pray them, uh, and I'm like, oh, the last name, yeah, because yeah. I said it out loud last <laughs> week, and I said, did I say a bad word on the end? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think it don't sound, it sound it, close to it, you have to really enunciate, <laughs> yeah, because but she even I, did I it, done, before I did it in church, we had a whole. Service, it was God bless us with like 900. What? I'm like, you don't even know your name. I was so convicted, but God told me at the same time, like, like it's okay, and like I wanted to cry, like. But that's your name, though. But like, Baxters. But when you add that. Those. Those. The wordplay of that just makes you. Look, Pastor Jay, one year we were at the Stellars, right? And um, this David and Tamala Mann had this event where we were, like, watching movies or whatever. And I had a question for him. Like, at the end of it, you could ask a question. I had a question for him. And I'm like, hi, my name is Kayla. I'm from Those Baxters. David said, what? What you say? What you say? You You a cousin? You a I said, no, I said Baxters. But the fact that because it was that name and he thought we said it wrong, it was so memorable. So after that, and we had a video that year too that we did about us coming to the Stellars. So people had seen this video. Mm -hmm. And so it actually highlighted us to everywhere that we go. David and Tamil Man will remember us because because the name because of the name <laughs> and it sounded like we said something bad. Right. So it's like now when we see them, it's like even years later, it's all love and it made it memorable. Even though, so God did something with so that. So if you got a, a speech impediment of any way, uh, don't say their name <laughs> in church. Practice right. at home about five times. Yes. <laughs> And you still might not say it, because I still am not saying it to today. So, so we have on the air, 
those Baxters. There it goes. See, that's what you do. I'm saving somebody in radio right now. If you Amen. interview them and Amen. you don't know what to say and you don't, you let them say it for themselves. <laughs> I got a speech impediment. I, I said it wrong. Y'all uh, be like, look at Pastor talking like that. No. So man. after that, like just even being obedient because he told me to shut up and God was able to do what he needed to do and, and him speaking to my husband and even as his wife, you know, mm-hmm. there's a point where like even in submission and God really had to shut me up and I do not speak ill. Well, like even if I think it in my mind, like if you think there's a time when we lived in our aunt's basement, right? And we were there for three months and we were in the cave like David, mm-hmm. like and God was ministering to us in this time. And the room was a little bit bigger than the Just room that we're bit, in right now. Bit. And we have two girls, so mm-hmm. they they were what were they like eight and nine then yeah, or something? They were little. And we had a bunk bed and a Hello. little. Uh, one of them little uh, twin beds. Like we were in a dorm room. Together, like right. a dorm room. <laughs> and they're in our bunk bed. And that was the season that we were in. Mm-hmm. It only lasted three months. Praise God. Amen. It only lasted three months. However, that was a long, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in that season. When you're in that situation. That's yeah. a long and dark three months. But God told him on March 1st that we were going to be in a home of our of own home. again. Mm-hmm. Like by March 1st. Now, he told me what God told him, and in my head, just mm-hmm. being it, there was water coming up from the floor in this little room that we were in. It was hard. Meanwhile, we were still ministering, though. Like, we still had these radio shows that were across the country, but in this this hard season, like, nobody knew. Right. And God has always covered us. Like, nobody knew we were in the room like this with water seeping through the floor praying that the Lord would deliver us from this particular situation right. while we're, you know, uh, all over the country with this radio show. So anyway, God told him March 1st. In my head, I'm like, yeah, all right. That's really what I was thinking. But he told me to shut up. Mm-hmm. And in me shutting up, he was, I did not speak the negativity that I thought in my mind. Mm. And he told me to just have faith. Mm. March 1st, Mm. of course, because God said it, we were in a home of our own again. Mm -hmm. Three months on that day. Mm -hmm. But God even, I needed to hear that and know that, oh, God is speaking to my husband. Mm -hmm. So be quiet and listen and allow him to be the leader that God made him to be. And it's changed our ministry. And I just, okay, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to think. And a lot of us, you know, we're brought up as, especially if you come from, I had both of my parents growing up. Yes, so and I still have both of them. Which is a blessing. (laughs) But many of us, especially, you know, we're people are teaching that we teach I still was taught that I better be independent. Even though my parents were married, you better have something of your own and you better like all of these teachings, which is necessary for us to to know. If you won't leave, me. But, uh, <laughs> 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 and it's a safety thing for us. And we, and we should be confident in God made, we're wonderfully and beautifully made. Like God made us that way to be confident as you know we're confident as women he wants us to be confident and be courageous but still to be able to we are the helpmate to Amen. our husband mm. you know we're that help helpmate 
Mm-hmm. Help. 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 Yeah. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all know the rest of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and it's crazy because I think that's a cross the board thing. But like what I, I guess you could say what I tell my daughter is that you don't want you don't need a companion. You want a companion. Mm-hmm. So you don't need them. Yes, there's an independence of knowing that you could take care of yourself. If, mm-hmm. if you was by yourself, you got to still cook. You still right. got to do all the basic necessities. You want companionship. That is different. That is not going based off what someone can give you. It's about how they treat you. Mm. That's good. Mm. How old is she? She's 11. Oh yeah, we I got to install that young. real yeah. young. I'm just saying. And as fathers, we're the first example. When I, I when I talk to young fathers, and uh, me and my wife, we both teach parenting classes, so we get we, we get to uh, help these young young parents. And uh, I tell them, I say, listen, you got daughters. You're the first example of how a man is supposed to treat her, mm. and you do that by how you treat her mother. Right. I say, even if you're co-parenting. As long as y'all have that line of respect, then she'll always look for a man who has that line of respect. Right. She's like, well, even though my parents weren't together, my father respected my mother. They could sit down, have conversations, laugh, giggle. We all can do stuff as a family, and it was okay. Right. But if if you show that negative life, then don't be mad if she bring a little snotty nose round round around and, and mm-hmm. he got tats all mm-hmm. on his face and then you know what I mean he missing one tooth and three teeth because the might not no education no education yeah. he didn't drop out in the fourth grade because his mama told him he ain't had to go to school like and he ain't got like, to listen to nobody and he disrespectful to your parents <laughs> trying to make you uh, go against the rules and that that they instilled in you. So you can't be upset. And as men, we got to make sure that we are we're setting that example. Because it used to be that women had to raise the women to be women in the home. Mm-hmm. Now women, they're, they're providers as well. Right. Like nowadays, you know, you need two incomes in these houses, maybe three and four. Everybody need to work two jobs just to make ends meet. Right. So we have to show the girls, like, and, and our young ladies, when you're out there, be careful of these these wolves in sheep clothing. Ooh, because they out there. They slick. They slick talkers. They got golden tongues. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you done all fell in love with this glow glitter that keep coming out of his mouth. And you never learn to and, love and yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you never, and, then, and the first thing that always get me when I talk to some of the young ladies, they be like, well, I dealt with him because I ain't had no dad or no man in my life to tell me what type of man... That's that's not an excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. If you have any man around, if you a, a man around the child, because to me, the strongest men are the men who can raise children that aren't their own. Mm. Same thing for women. If you can raise a child that's not your own, you're strong. You know, a lot of people are like, man, that ain't my child, man. I ain't done. no. That's your child. Right. If you're around them, whether you you're you're the parent, the uncle, the older brother, the older cousin, that's still your child. So you have to nurture them because we got to get back into the village aspect of raising our children so we, we as adults can get back to the village right. because we, we're so individualized nowadays. Mm. Everybody is so, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, 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 egomaniacs and, 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 and they, want, they glam for fame. They claim for fame. Like I, 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 it, it drives me crazy that all I see is the kids walking down the street taking selfies all day long. 
Like, do something more than take a picture. We're so vain about what we look like that we're willing to change our whole appearance in order to, to live up to something that we'll never be able to live up to. But the only thing that you could try to live up to that it mean anything is living up to what God's image is of you. And reflecting to go forward. What mm. do I mean by this? Um, I sit and I look back at, and I don't do the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. I analyze my mindset with what I know now. Right. And I realize in my younger days that I should have learned who I was. Mm. And a lot of the choices wouldn't have went the way it went. A lot of the things that went bad wouldn't have went bad. The things that would have been fruitful if I would have stayed on course would have mm-hmm. remained fruitful and I would have been on course. But I was so ready to be with somebody, mm. to validate me. And that's not just females. Because a lot of people are like, females do it. No, I know mm. a lot of brothers out there that they go from one girl to another because they're scared to know who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they feel. They feel like, well, you know, she, I was, just, I was her man. I was the provider. I was this. And then, now she gone, who are you? Mm-hmm. You don't even know who your name is anymore because you, you haven't been going by your name. You haven't went by your right. identity. You went by what people have imaged you. Mm. And a lot of times, we fail to understand what do I like. Right. I had to sit one day. And this is way after in ministry because people think, ah, uh, you know, when you saved, you that's what you did. No, I was saved, and I still was trying to figure it out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by the time I became a minister, I would start reflecting because people were, were dying. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm by myself now. So, you mm-hmm. know, that support system that you want, you're not getting it. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting about the past and the time that I used and everything because you get in that deep moment, especially right. – um, during that time, this is this is gonna be a funny insert. I got my car stolen, <laughs> and man, you and, and cars, they t- boy. And, and man, and they <laughs> took my stereo. So I started a new ritual every morning, and I still do it to this day. My kids probably look at me weird, but not having a stereo, what'd you do? You, you sing. You sing. No, I talked to God all the whole. <laughs> time. I'm like, we were <laughs> and So that was my started. That's that started my ritual of me talking with God on an in-depth wow. level of I'm in a car. You're in the right. car for commute a, right. a minute. Yeah. And you you don't realize how much you could get in with God <laughs> during that time frame where you're like, man, I'm about to go in this place. These people are about to get on my nerves. They're going to uh, try me. I know what they're going to say. And then it's funny when it happens because I say, see, God, I told you they was going to say that. And wow. when, you, when you go through all these things, you start reflecting, and you find out, I don't even know who I am. Hmm. Because that was one of the talks I had with God. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I like to do. Right. I don't know like what what hobbies are mine. Because mm-hmm. you never sit and discover yourself. What do you do? You go through the phases. Because that's what media shows you. Right. You're an adult. Now go drink and go smoke and go out in the and world go and go have party. fun. That is what they show you. But they <laughs> right. never show you. Is that what you like? Right. No, you're just following that's the fad because that's what you're supposed to do. You're 21, mm. go turn up. You, right. you you see Ray Ray and them going out there. They look like they having fun. They on Snapchat and all that. That's why they say, you know, what happens in Vegas stay in Vegas unless there's social media. Because <laughs> <laughs> it follows you. So it, it, it's crazy that 
especially males, because if you don't have an identity of what a man is, and especially if you've never seen one in your life, right. you got to figure out who you are so yeah. that you could, just, could show your sons. Because I got twin boys and one girl, and I had to kind of reflect on me to say, what kind of man am mm -hmm. I? Because I'm passing this on to my kids. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Because, right. you know, I've heard it from Big Mom and everybody, don't do what I, you know. Oh, that's my favorite don't, line. Don't do what oh, I do, dude. do what I say. You know, and then you're right. like, but what you do look fun. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all having fun doing this. Right, right. Even though you look back now and all them gone, you're like, I guess it wasn't that fun. But still, mm -hmm. it, it, it's an image issue. That a, lot of people right. have Im a lot of people have image issues, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. in the gospel world yeah. and oh, minister yeah. world. Because I'm, I'll let you go into this. I want to say this, that a minister said this, and it got me. That don't let your title stop you from the anointing. Because mm. a lot of people think that they can't go to the altar. They cannot go and, 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 and ask God to fix them because they are holding the burden of the church. They're holding the burden of multiple churches. They're holding the burden of all these things Ooh, because they forgot that before title, they was Man. man, and before and before they got titled, they was Christian. Right. So if you look at that, you gotta remember back to basis of why you are doing this and why God saved you. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, I, I learned this recently because I, I I I have flaws too, y'all. Right. And <laughs> I learned in pastoring that you're not Jesus. You don't need to go pick up nobody from church. You don't need to come bring everybody because what you're doing is you're dragging the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. No. <laughs> so if you have to realize pastors only jobs are supposed to preach and pray. The other ones they shows in the Bible by the deacons and everything else. And we know mm -hmm. that biblically, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of pastors. That's why the suicide rate for pastors are so high because they're doing stuff that they're not supposed to do. They're pouring into everybody else, but no one is pouring into them. Mm. And then they wonder why they're going crazy. Well, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. So let's go ahead talk. Talk. Go ahead, so baby. I, I know I just opened yeah, up a you big just, thing. Just, on no, no, it's, it's good. Um, uh, one thing I think that sometimes people don't do in trying to discover themselves asking God who they are. Mm. It's so important to know who, who God made you to be. And even in search for your purpose, your mission, God, who am I? And just taking that time to ask that question. I've asked him, and he's told, well, I, he's told me I'm, I am an encourager. So one, I know that. And I heal people's hearts is something that he told me. Like, who are you? Taking that time to ask who you are in God like, mm -hmm. is a question that we all need to know you know, for ourselves, and it helps us to, pastors as well, first mm -hmm. ladies as well, you know, we get into, and Naomi and I talked about this yesterday, mm -hmm. just getting into um, that same thing over and over again of what people see you as, and we talked about that same thing with gospel artists, who people see you as, and getting mm -hmm. in that rhythm mm -hmm. of what people expect of you, whether it be anyone in ministry, just like mm. the um, the Leandro series. Yeah, yeah. You know that 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 wasn't something because a lot of people always figure like, oh, they talking about the church, and then some people look at it one way. But I see it as this: that's been an issue in the church for a long mm -hmm. time because we put the church face on. Yeah. But as soon as you walk out that door, 
you you again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and all the struggles. And you know what does not help? And I, I, I remember saying on my show when I first started Noita Radio, and I, it came out with Leandra when she was talking about Christians. Mm-hmm. I said, they've been like that for years. She's just the only one that spoke out about right. it. Right. You know, right. I'm just going to be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, That's If we're going to be real about it. Come on, it, let's talk. Because, you know, a, a lot of times people forget how to treat other people. <clears throat> I just said, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to serve others without any mumbling. We're supposed mm-hmm. to treat each other like we're like we're supposed to be showing representation of God when you serve. Right. Mm-hmm. Serving right. can still be a handshake and you saying encouraging words That's... without you forgetting that you were there before. Yeah, come on. And some sin yeah. is it's not hidden to God. Right. But right. like you know, people are. Making people step down for certain things that we can see that we all know about. Right. But then there's those hidden things from people that. that we we as you know with our um, natural eye cannot see where people are they're dealing with it. We we all deal with sin. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that that people are dealing with, but we're sitting down those ones who are. Well, they're, yeah, who are open. We can see that sin, but we're all dealing with things. So even in Leandria healing, as she's she's looking to be healed, you know, and healing and asking God to to help her. And there are other people that are battling with the same things. And her heart and love, you know, for Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. So, 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 just to just to jump in on the on the piggyback thing, what Leandra did was, uh, she 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 was she did biblical. She seeked wise counsel. There you go. Like, here's my thing. I'm a therapist. Like, I'm a professional therapist. That's what I do. Um, my whole thing is I've been going after church leaders because there's so many people dealing with church hurt because the leaders are hurt. There you go, and it bleeds out. And it bleeds ministry. out. So, so my thing is, uh, I go after the, I go after these leaders in ministry and pastors because how can a hurt person have a healed church? Mm. You can't. And the church is supposed to be the hospital for the wounded, the sick, the crippled, the crazy. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be the hospital. But if your physician is not in the right state of mind. You're not going to let a blind doctor come in and have a heart surgery on you. Right. You right? right. You know, you if, if your arm is, if his arm is broken, he's like, well, I normally use this arm right here <laughs> to fix it, but I'm going to try to do it with the left one today. You, you, you're you not going to let him work on you. Right. Right? So right. why are you going to go to a church where a pastor is hurting secretly because, you know, they hide behind it. If I, like, I always say this to my men. I say, if I walked up to you today and I say, yo, man, what's up? How you feel, Pastor Jay? What you gonna say? Oh, bless and highly favored. Come on now, knowing you lying. Yeah. Knowing you got bills. <laughs> knowing your kids getting on your nerves. Knowing you and the wife be arguing. Knowing your church, you don't have the numbers like you need. Knowing right. that you got to pay the mortgage on the church. Knowing all this, you got to pay a mortgage on the house. They about to repo your car, but here it is, you supposed to have a mega church. You understand me? And then you still dealing with those ill effects of childhood because we don't never deal with the childhood. And that's the key. Most of us suffer from PTSD from childhood. Right. But we so, we, 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 we learn how as a community hide it because we, we talk to our parents, there's so much stuff in that closet that they got hidden, hidden from us about family stuff. They're like, well, you remember your Uncle Junie? Man, why you leave me with that man if he was doing all that stuff? Man. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, why, why was he able to come over to the house? 
But it's, it's, it's those type of things that we don't deal with. And, right. and mental illness in the black community it's is high. high, but we, 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 we're so churchified. Like, oh, go to your pastor. Let him pray for you. Pastor, go say, oh, we pray uh, you'll be healed miraculously, your mind to be together, and anytime you feel like to just pray. No. If you're sick, where, you, where do you go if you're sick, if your body is sick? To the hospital. To the hospital. Well, now, where do you go if your mind is sick? To church? You go to somebody who's trained, trained and, licensed for and licensed to help you with your mind. And you That's pray true. about the person that God Oh, my sent. goodness. Make sure. That's yeah, make sure. Part. You because are praying. You are praying with God and praying That's, yeah, to God. And you are also seeking the help. The two have to go hand in hand because God can heal you. But he uses people to heal. Mm-hmm. And he can, yes, he can miraculously if he so decides, because he can do what he wants oh, to yeah. do oh, when yeah. he oh, wants yeah. to do it any way he wants to. Sometimes we count on him. Oh, I want him to do it like this, right down. like right now, like right I now. I wanted him to do it <laughs> right now, but he may choose to send you someone that he has gifted to help you, and mm-hmm. you have to allow him to do what he wants to do the way he wants to do it because mm-hmm. he is God. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's. So we talk about all this stuff, right. even on our radio <laughs> yeah. show. Oh, and back to the radio show. And yeah, back we to the radio. <laughs> and back to the radio show. Chilling, uh, <laughs> and we back to talking. We started the radio show about four years ago, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we really, stepped out like, on faith. We have family moments. <laughs> like we have a section on our radio show that's like family moments where we deal with things that are happening in marriages, where we deal with. Um, People, your children, a, yeah, a, uh, a relationships life with your family. moment that you know, uh, my husband will share mm-hmm. these same stories that he's sharing right now, and yeah, so God has given us some platforms in addition to even being here with you today. Like, yeah. we do so many different things, but like, well, we, we also are the champions for independent artists. Plug, plug, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug. So, uh yeah, oh, like you, you can finish though. I don't oh, know if that's where you want to go, but I was go like, ahead. wait, go ahead. like go we, ahead. this is a part of our. But even us talking about what we're talking about now, like, is a part of our. Ministry. Well, you know, one There's thing, so our, what what our this radio is based off unifying the body. Amen. Uh, that's why I made Amen. this radio show. I remember um, I was trying to find out. Just give me a little background. A lot of people heard my story. Some people haven't, but I used to be in R and B music. I used to do background singing. Okay. I was even Dave Hollister's worship leader for his church in Antioch, California. Oh, man. And I was doing all this stuff after, like I told you, my crazy story of being disobedient. But I was obedient now. I was actually going to church. Mm-hmm. But I still love R&B music. And I remember talking to Pete Escovito, mm-hmm. um, Sheila E.'s brother, mm-hmm. about I'm conflicted about doing secular music. Mm. and gospel music. Mm. That was a big thing for me. Right. And he said, you know, but you know what's in your heart, though. Mm. And I said, but still, that still bothered me. And I went through it, and I was doing music and all that stuff, and I was doing a lot of, before going into preaching, I was doing music. Music was that. That was minister music, and, and worship leader was like, that was my mm-hmm. go-to. Any church I go to, you need me to go do that? I got you right now. Right, right now? Okay, cool. <laughs> Hey, your your musician can follow me. He can. Right. He show. Okay, if he stop, I'm gonna do one of them. You know what one of them mean. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and that that was me. And then when I realized, I said, okay, I, I love music. Mm. I love giving back. 
you know, I'm I'm during from the time of the hyphy movement, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a different we had a different sound. We had a different music. And when I was an independent artist for the R and B side, I remember the people that paid forward, that gave the stage, that opened the parties, that opened the doors. And I said, How many of those are on this side of the earth? You know, because I've lived in Georgia. I lived on the East Coast, and y'all got a dope Christian community. <laughs> but here, where we're very close to being Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. mm. and church is not a, a everyday, and church is not something that people are used to, and like, give out a good shout out to Pastor House. This is a transient place mm. with transient people, mm-hmm. with transient faith, and everything here is a very transient so it's, it's, it's very hard, and there's not many that's doing it. So I came up with Anointed Radio to be not just my church, because everybody would think, oh, that's Pastor Jay's church radio. No, I want to be able to bring the whole body to bring the resources that right. everybody is doing so that you're not reinventing the wheel because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of churches reinventing the wheel because they didn't know that St. Paul and then Luke missionary and then over here is doing the exact same program where right, they could have right. came together and made a bigger impact instead Come of all on. these smaller what? impacts. That listen, listen, <laughs> I, I, that, you, you, listen, we brothers, I'm trying to tell you, bro, because like my wife would tell you, I, I say the same thing all the time. I'm like, it's, it's no reason you got 15 churches on the same block. There and each go. got six, you got six members in your church. And then you fighting for the, everybody else to get their six members into your church. Well, we can come together as one body right. and make more noise than you sitting over here mad because your six members ain't like they six members. And your six members ain't only two of them tied. And, and that's the Our two. Jesus is better Let, than Like, yours. you know, y'all walking around with T-shirts on and saying, look at my Jesus and y'all Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Like, me right. and my wife, we don't get into that. We don't get into no competition over the body. All we do is we, we love on you. Like, we give right. God's love. Love everyone. Like, that's what we live by, Leo. Love, love everyone. Each other. Love each other. Thank you for saying it right. Love each other. Because, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's the thing. Like, you got to love on people. Most people think, uh, uh, you know, I grew up in the project. So if you wasn't from my hood and I seen you, I mean mugged you. You understand me? And that means looking mean at yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he <laughs> oh, know, I know, oh, no, I know he that. know, he know. Just in case the listeners Just in case y'all don't know. If anybody ain't never lived in the project before, <laughs> <laughs> they, they mean looking at you intensely. Yes, yeah, you get there. the hard stare, like with no smile. <laughs> so when I when I gave my life to Christ and I, be, I began to go out more, I had to learn how to diffuse the mean mug. Because everybody's not looking at me to try to get me. Right. Oh, say that one more time. Everybody is not looking at me to try to get me. You hear that, church folks? Everybody is not out there to get you. Everybody is not here to hurt you. And you ain't got to always treat people ugly because people have treated you ugly. Come Oh, man, look at, oh, like, mm, I could be here for another three, four (laughs) hours. Because my wife would tell you, this is how I talk all the time. I'd be like. We have to do something as a community, as a body. Like they, they are, they, they're taking our neighborhoods. They not educating our kids. They building new prisons. It's because we refuse to come together as people. Man, there it is. 
if we, if the church, I, and I always said, when I was a kid, man, the, the pastor of the neighborhood was like the mayor of the neighborhood. You yep. came to the church for everything. If your family ain't have food, the church would feed you. Right. If you needed money for clothing, the church would have clothes in the basement yep. for your family so nobody would ever know. You could wash your clothes at the, like, you you know, you had seniors in the house at the church. Like, if your kids needed their hair done and you couldn't pay for it. One of the seniors were like, oh, baby, I could do the hair. Don't worry about it. Just wash it and bring them to me. Right. Like, we don't have that no more. Mm -hmm. We have a selfish community. It's like, those are my kids. Don't say nothing to my kids. Right. That's mine. Don't say nothing to mine. You want my husband. Like, nobody. Ain't you nobody want my wife. I, I, I ain't nobody worried about you. Please, I don't want his headache. Actually, just speaking of that, I want to say <laughs> I this. I want his headache. I want, I, want, I want to say this on the air. Go ahead. And, and it's so crazy. Just because people take pictures, stop reading into it. Please. I'm saying this from an address that's something I've reached out from the red carpet that really kind of bothered me. But I usually don't pay attention to things like that. But I want to say that on the air because you said that. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm very happy with Mrs. Calhoun. Mrs. Thank Happy you. and I, me and Mrs. Calhoun are quite well. Thank if you. she's not here, it's because I, she chooses not to and she has <laughs> studies. Come Just on, because man. you don't see me don't mean I don't represent Mrs. Calhoun. I had to say that because people love to read in and add drama. And that's because people have invested in what? Drama-filled shows and drama as oh, life. Oh, man. They like that. But, you know, I'm... How and, much and time we got? Man, we got 30 more <laughs> minutes if you want it. So, <laughs> it, it, it's just like, you know, I know people always expect there's always extraness and all that. But in marriage, you know, I, I shout out my marriage. Eight years, hello, somebody. Come on, eight hello, years, eight, eight years, years. Hello, hello. And it, 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 it don't feel like eight years. Right, right. feel like ever. But it's, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, we, we, we going on 17 in June. So it, it's, it's. And that's ever. Ever, and that, ever. And, that, and, and people be like, y'all goals. And then we see somebody who got 35 years. And we like, no, that's goals right there. Right. You know, and um, it's, it's. It's a thing where the shows and the and the society and entertainment influence how we live our lives. Like, cause now our girls, like, and not our daughters, but when we go into schools, they want to be on reality shows. Right. They want to be find a basketball player. They want around around with their booty cracks out. And I'm like, I'm like, are you are you serious? But it's but, true. But though. it's true. And they and I'm talking about at like twelve and thirteen though. Actually I can tell you right now, with the legal being legal here in the state of Nevada at age of sixteen, these kids What? Are being legal to do what? You are legal, legal and at adult? the age of sixteen here in the good old state of Nevada, the Wild Wild West. Oh, my what? kids ain't coming here. Uh, I wish, <laughs> hey, hey, my kids are going to California for college. <laughs> I'm Let you know my that. Kids ain't coming so here. Wow. It, it's so many things, and, and you know, I, 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 shout-outs to Minister Stretch, the, the first black young um, mayor going for Las Vegas. Oh, so wow. he'll definitely be at Worship Unleashed. He'll be my guest. But um, that that's a lot of issues. You know, they don't have expungement here in the state of Nevada. 
How many people know that? But you know every type of social media. You know every type of drama. You know everybody else's business, but you don't even know your own. And there's so many community issues, which I always push yourself to educate yourself. Actually, there's going to be um, Free Lawyer Day here in Nevada come out. I forgot to shout that out where you could go and get help with child support, with uh, criminal, with uh, Mm -hmm. all kind of things. Great event for you to go out and not have to be charged by a lawyer because if you can't afford one, there won't be one there to help you. And it won't be a public defender. It'll be an actual lawyer giving his time out to the community. So that's definitely giving a shout out. Um, You can look out on 88.1. They are, I I believe, um, Miss AK is doing that, is leading that event. I saw it on her social media. Definitely check out 88.1. They probably have more information about it. Mm -hmm. But it goes into this. And I want to have you kind of... With y'all being for 17 years. Yeah. Because y'all my goals, because that's my next step. Okay. Okay. Um, What is your advice on control? Because I've seen more in marriages, you better do what I say, or you're not being the person I need you to be. Because it's like, it's Mm. it's not being a team member. It's not being a, uh, how can I say it? Uh, It's not being a, a, a teamwork. Mm-hmm. It's more of like dictatorship. dictatorship or you're more like my mama now, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of times, you know, give mm-hmm. you a perfect example. Me and first lady, me and first lady are in two different fields. My wife is in the medical field. She is going to be a bachelor's registered nurse. Awesome. So that's her field. I'm in entertainment. Mm-hmm. She might not want that. That's her decision yeah. to not be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. But that's what we come as a company. We know where we are at together. Mm hmm. But people want to de- depict as, oh, well, if, if y'all not doing it together, th- everybody's not going to do the same thing. And I think that's kind of the thing that I, I want your guys' input. Because a lot of people say, marriages, you got to be like this, stuck to him. If you don't do what I say, oh, we ain't doing it right. And, you know, <laughs> kind of all kind of foolishness mm-hmm. I've, I've seen where then you start getting resentment. Because one thing I I could not stand, I used to quote it. I'm from the military too. I used to quote it because you know child support's a mug and what, just throw that out there. Is, I and, know. And they would they'd be like, you know, they said happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Uh-huh. I never liked that, but I said it's right. It's smart though. Oh yeah. Because I got twins, it's so child support is like up there. If I, oh, if that would have oh. went bad, so I said I'd rather keep my marriage. Oh, oh. Right, so, right. And this is the young. Days of development. Right, of, right, of right. My Come on, praise I'm a soldier and I'm serving this country. Right. And it's my baby mama wife. Uh, and she about uh, to be baby mama and the wife about to be took uh, away. Uh, the struggles, you know, the stuff that every marriage goes through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think it honestly has to be, you know, there was a new phrase that came out and I loved it. It said, Happy spouse, happy house. Ooh, I, I like that Because if you cannot discredit your husband's feelings, and a lot of times men, which we have a problem with, we hold things in and then get mad when you say, tell me how you feel, and you like, it, you don't want it's to It's that soda know. bottle. It's that shaking up soda bottle. And it's, it's like, you don't want me to say on. how it's going I really it's going feel. On I'll you. give you my church answer, but I'm not going <laughs> to give you my... You know, as as a friend said, a friend face because we've lost that because it's not it's no longer been a friendship of mutual Ooh. respect. It's more of I gotta cater you mm-hmm. and I gotta turn my feelings off, and that's where a lot of marriages oh, is gonna be. It, it, it it's deep because you can't discredit your partner. Mm-hmm. 
That's why y'all partners, partners, partners. No less, no, no more. Y'all partners. You know, the things I can't see, I rely on my wife to see because she has the intuition. Women got intuition to be like, okay, baby, you're moving too fast. And be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let me go lay down right quick because I'm, I'm doing be a little bit too me. much. You know, <laughs> and I think people depict marriages. Well, they don't even depict marriages because we live in a, a society where it's cool to have a baby mama, not a wife. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a kid first and, okay. and then not be married. And I've always told my youth this. You know, fool, I say it like that, mm-hmm. fool, do you know that you with them for the rest of your life more than that little paper could ever uh-huh. tell you? Because that child's kids is your grandkids, uh-huh. and that's eight grandkids. That's more sealing the deal than that paper could ever do. Mm. Just let you know that. you that, that promise that you're supposed to make before God mm-hmm. turns into flesh and blood, and that's your children. Mm. And, and people forget that step. If you skip the paper and go straight to the promise turning into blood, you already sealed it. You just don't got the paper. Mm, And we always, and uh, you know what's crazy? People always say, it's just a piece of paper. Well, you go to work for almost 40, 60 hours for pieces of paper every week and you don't say nothing about it. So why don't you work for your marriage? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's a little things that have been on okay. my mind. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. feel like you got no question for us. You just you gave answer. all the answers. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is my point. Let, let, but y'all been for 17 let, years. Let, let, I'm on eight. So I'm just showing the wisdom I got from eight. Amen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to listen. So, so it, it's kind of hard in the beginning because when you have two total strangers coming together, they come with uh, different backgrounds because we are who we're, we we are who raised us right we are our backgrounds mm-hmm. now you have two different backgrounds coming together mm-hmm. so you can have two people living in the same home and still not raised the same mm-hmm. that's children you mm-hmm. understand me so now when you get together okay however they were raised it, like my wife said she was raised even though she had a mother and a father she still was told make sure you have your own Make sure that you got your own bank account. Make sure you got your own this. Make sure you got your own that. But when it, when, when God say when you get married, the two become one. Right. So those ideas was put in. First of all, how was the relationship that they saw growing up, what did that look like? Mm. Was it toxic? Mm. You know, was it was 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 it was it right? So and, and I was raised in a single home by a single mother. Who didn't bring a bunch of men around like, ooh, she didn't, like when she, when she ain't have, like when she left So you my, didn't have no uncles coming to visit Well, I had no, well, no. <laughs> no uncles. <laughs> no uncles. I didn't have the uncles. So, so my, my mama wanted to make sure, because I had a younger sister, that she didn't live that life for her. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, by me being the oldest son, she, like, she wanted to make sure that I didn't have conflict. Right. Because I'm the man of the house. So to bring in another man, that's a whole other conflict. And to get back to what you were saying, uh, I had to learn as a husband how to love her and respect her. Because in my younger youth, in the youth, I didn't respect my, my, my marriage or my wife the way she deserved to be respected. Right. I was still trying to be, oh, man, I ain't trying to lose my street cred. Right. I still need to run around with Reggie and everybody like, yeah, we hanging out. Yeah, we hanging out. Right. My wife at home with two kids. Yeah, we hanging out. She pregnant. She it's okay. Baby. Hey, she be all right. 
I'm going out. I want to slap my older self because I'm just saying, man, my younger self was stupid. Yeah, and, and 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 to this day, I still apologize. Me too. For my younger self. So, yeah. and I tell people, it took me to it took about eight to nine years into the marriage man. before I had to sit myself down and say, listen. And the Lord said, man, I'm telling you right now, she gonna leave you. She going to leave you, so you need to make up your mind. Is she the most precious thing in the world to you, or is she something that you could just let go? And I cried like a baby. And I said, I want her to be the most pre- I, I I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any other woman. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want none of this, Lord. I want, I want you to make me only have all the stuff that I want outside I wanted to have in my house. Amen. Make me have it in my house. That going out, make me have that same feeling like, oh, I want to stay in. Now, I don't really, do I go anywhere? I don't go nowhere. I want to be able to look at her in her face and her look at me in my face and say, I love you. I tell you you're beautiful every day. Even when you don't feel like you're beautiful, I'm going to tell you you're beautiful. I'm going to tell you, listen, you ain't got to lift a finger. I'm going to do this because I want to make up for all the idiot years Mm, that I messed up. Right. So as a man, to me, she my Oprah, I'm her stepman. Like, stepman is not going to mess up with Oprah to go sleep in Shaquisha's basement. Oh, no. You even, though his, even though his basement is pretty big, but even though if, it, if he ever has but Shaquisha basement, basement is a, like, no, like, you down there, yeah, you the, the dog in the cage over on the side, like, you know, like, so... <laughs> I'm picturing all these things. The, the mattress on the floor yeah. with the with the, with the uh, uh, dog with and the pit bull looking with at the... you, and then the old eight track oh, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they still Goodwill got the TV. Material. They got the TV with the back on it. Still, look, I'm trying to tell you. So you don't want <laughs> like you want to make sure as a man that you you find a way. And I always tell her, I say, I say a stepman rule. You got to find a way to make your woman your Oprah. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to mess up with her for anything. But at the same time, you also want to push her. Right. You want to push the best out of her. Look, baby, don't sit there. You got greatness in you. Mm. You got greatness in you. Because your greatness is only going to make me great. Because having a queen next to a king, we can rule a kingdom. Right. But if I'm a joker and you're a queen, you you know, basically, I'm a laughing stock. Right. And then you trying to hold up the whole kingdom to yourself. So what we need to do is get back to the point where we never going to go back where the male is a sole provider and the female stay at home no, and she cook it. Those days are gone. So get your mom and pop, tell them, mind your business, that ain't the 50s and 60s. It was nice then, it ain't nice now. What we need to do is have a harmonious home. Right. How can we make beautiful music in our home together? Because especially when we have young people coming up underneath of us, they need to understand what it means to have. They be like, man, my house, I hate my daddy. Why? Because he always kissing on my mama. He always hugging her. He always any love. He trying to dance with her. Like, so when they see an image that's not like that, when they become a dust, like, man, my dad opened up the door for my mama all the time. He made dinner. Like, he would do everything he had to do to please my mama. You, I can't take you home. So right. you got to go. That's what I want. Right. And that starts by making sure that this beautiful woman next to me knows that she is the most beautiful woman in the world to me. Right. Without a, without a doubt. Like you said, taking a picture. I'll take a picture with anybody. My wife, she know I'm the biggest flirt. Look, you want to go somewhere, baby? If a woman at the door, I got us. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby, what's up? Look at here. We get that here. Sit back. Sit back, baby. I got this. 
with Emma, but she know I'm only like that's my personality. Right. But it's nothing more than my personality with and, you. And, and, and that's something that shows you that you don't have insecurity, and mm-hmm. that's deep. Because a lot of people won't admit that. A lot mm-hmm. of people be like, "Well, I just want to make sure my man doing what he's supposed to do, or I make sure my woman's mm-hmm. supposed to do." No, that mm-hmm. you're 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 insecure that you could be left. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. Let's be. Oh that's, yeah. That's the reason man. why you know, not and a woman. <laughs> and a woman. A, oh yeah, and a woman. <laughs> we have to reflect and be like, you know, when you have insecurities, mm-hmm. there are a lot of assumptions, and they're they're based off things of your past, mm. and you're placing it on somebody, expecting the same outcome from something that happened in your past, mm. and. I honestly believe as a marriage, you got to take that trust and say, God, if if my spouse do me wrong, I'm leaving them to you, but I'm not going to lose no street, sleep, stress, mm-hmm. depression, none of that, yeah. because I'm going to still do you. I'm still going to do mm-hmm. team Jesus. I'm still mm-hmm. doing team God. And if my spouse does the wrong thing, mm-hmm. you're going to see fit to handle that. If I do the wrong thing, you're handling me because I'm dealing with you. I'm not dealing with myself. Mm-hmm. One thing that God told me was that I could not save him. Mm. And I spent years during those times that he's talking about trying to make things right, trying to save him. Mm. He said he's mine Mm -hmm. and to pray for him. Right. And that I continue to do what's right to my best ability with God's help. And I had to understand also What's really important during anybody that is going through a hard time, like you have got to, you've got to pray for your spouse. You've also got to seek wise counsel, and mm-hmm. wise counsel is not your girlfriend, mm-hmm. your single girlfriend at that, what? <laughs> that's it. or, that's, or the one in a bad relationship. Oh, that one either. It's not your girlfriend that has been hurt. Yes. Because they're going to tell you to leave. You've got, they're going to tell you to leave. You've got to talk to somebody. If A praying if, person at that, too. Right. But it also has to, like, if there's a, it has to be really, it has to be somebody really special sent. I, I always start by, Lord, like, help me, give me the person or the people <laughs> we need to talk to. Right. Or that can help us. You know, that wise counsel. It has to be somebody who wants to see your marriage do well. Right. They That has no they love benefit you. out of it. Right. They mm-hmm. love you. They love your husband. They love the uh, you two being together. Mm-hmm. Not just, girl, I just love you. And No, they want to see your marriage do well. Right. And it needs to be someone whose marriage has done well. Right. <laughs> and has been through some hard times. Right. And they have made it to this time where, you know, they understand each other. Also, a decision that the two of you are going to be together, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that. The only the only reason I did not leave my husband during those times he's talking about is because God did not tell me to. Mm-hmm. I The only reason, regardless of what this person told me, I also went to therapy during that time, and the person who was my therapist, even who was a deacon, that's a whole nother story, oh, girl, come was on, telling man. me that uh, I need to leave my husband because he didn't have a job at that time. So, um, so mm-hmm. but, uh-huh. um, yeah, come that's on. a whole nother come, come, story. Come on now. Mm. But anyway, I know what you're about to say. Can I just okay. say this last part? Go I, ahead. I knew <laughs> in my relationship with God, what my relationship was with God, yeah, and oh to be God. able to have 
faith. My Lord. I married this man on faith. We knew each other four months and got married six months later because God told us that we were husband and wife to each other. I ain't know him. Like, mm. I ain't know him like that. Like, he was my friend. And he came with a... A lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. But little did I know. Aretha Franklin type baggage. Little did I know, so did I. Right. Mm. Which I did not even understand. Or pay attention to. Wow. Or pay attention to. So there were things that my prayer was, ladies, my prayer was, Lord, give me what I need when you're ready for me to have it. That was my prayer for my husband. Mm. Simple like that. Because prior to that, my prayer was, Lord, I want somebody who really, really loves me. Mm. And he gave me a stalker. So he loved him. <laughs> he loved me. It scared me so much that my next prayer later on, when God had healed me, was give me what I need when you're ready for me to have it. Little did I know my husband. We met in a play together, y'all. We was in a play together. Aww. Little did I know my husband was sitting next to me the whole time. And God was preparing him and preparing me. And he made us friends. So mm. it took time. I know. But see, God's time is different than our time. Yes, it is. I know I'm saying it took time. And y'all like four months and then six months well, later. Well, don't feel bad <laughs> because I knew my wife um, in high school. We met in Algebra two class. Oh. And, you know, I was a knucklehead. So oh. I had the hoodie on and head on desk. That's the type of study. That I did. <laughs> and I saw her with glasses, and I so judged her based off glasses. Oh, she know what she doing. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to her. She got all the answers. Right. I need to get Sacramento State on this football scholarship. <laughs> so I need her to help me out with this. Yeah, later to know she didn't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, baby, I love you, girl. But, you know, we didn't know no algebra, too. And um, we... Went our separate ways. I had a girlfriend at the time, and I was playing Tarzan. And she called me on it. You know, you mm -hmm. want to swing from one vine and make sure that you get to the next one. She called me. Hey, my wife is straight, straightforward on mm -hmm. it. And, you know, during the time we went our separate ways, and she went, and we came back together. Right, right. And we were technically dating from December and got married in March. Oh, wow. There it is. And I didn't know her. Wow. She didn't know me, really. Like, no, no. Like, really, mm -hmm. you, yeah, you know, because I know people that have been knowing each other for 10, 15, oh, 20 what? years, and when they get married, everything changed. They ain't friends what? no more. They tripping. Like, they tripping, tripping. Yo, no, so, no, no, we but, know. And, and that's crazy because when you start learning, you know, how to be one, because you got to realize you're growing as one, and growing means it's going to take time to grow into one. And you're bringing yourself and your maturity that's growing inside you together, so that you eventually mm -hmm. can be mature as one. Mm -hmm. And that was that was hard, and, you know, especially because everybody and their mama. Because I come from a ghetto family, but shout out to my ghetto family, Calhoun's out there in Richmond, <laughs> yeah, 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 real yeah. Richmond. Woo, woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just had to throw my little Bay Area sounds uh, out there. Um, you know, because everybody like, oh, you even got her pregnant, didn't you? That's why y'all get married. Oh, you know, that, yeah, all these things. You everybody know, that's always know your business, right? And, you know, everybody just saying what, what they, they think, think it they should know. be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes you just got to pray, pray for people. And it goes back into what you just said that I'm not going to let slide by about the deacon that you went and told you. <laughs> because when I was, uh, I, when I was younger, mm -hmm. I was dating this girl. We had the perfect Christian relationship. 
until Pandora's box of hormones uh, opened up and we had the normal ghetto relationship. You know, I hate you type relationship. Police being called and doors being broken down. All of the craziness. Uh, Young people these days. And during that time, a deacon told my girlfriend at that time, uh, God told me, and this is what God showed me something in this. I wanted to share this with you. God told me that that man you with, he ain't, you ain't supposed to be with him, right? Mm-hmm. And then God, during this time, I didn't know why God was speaking to me. I'm, I'm still learning God. I'm going through my discernment. Mm-hmm. I said, that's not of God because something of benefit happens if I stop dating you. Mm. See, you have to realize God will never tell somebody that will benefit of the situation Wow! to say something that would benefit them. What do you mean by that? I give you a perfect example. Somebody that has no benefit to your marriage come to you and say, you going to make it? You would take that compared to somebody that's trying to break up your marriage mm-hmm. because now they have a tenor of motive. There's something on the deep down. It's not God, it's them. Because God doesn't say things that benefit downfalls, mm. that benefit division. It, God's not going to say that. God's going to say fix, mend, and heal. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. But a lot of times people misquote and say, well, God told me. No, because even if God told me, because I have the, the gift of sight, if God showed me something about somebody, I'm not going to go and say, well, that's going to happen. I'm going to say, I'm praying for you in this journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be here regardless. That's what Christians are supposed to be like. Yeah. We're not supposed to use these quote unquote, you know, famous terms. Oh, mm-hmm. God told me because mm-hmm. that could be the, the most dangerous thing you could do in somebody's life. Because as soon as you say God, he's going to say, really? Mm. I said that? Okay. Because God doesn't like being misused. And that whooping of being, oh, using this for my benefit, ain't nothing to play with. And and that's what you've got to look at when you're asking for advice. Because if somebody's telling you something, and then that's the funny thing. We always turn on the people that ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to show love and be like, hey, I see this happening, but hey, bro, I love you. And I love everybody, the whole situation, Mm -hmm. but you need to do this because I see uh, something bad coming. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hear that. We hear the people that say, oh, mm -mm," and we love negativity. Mm -hmm. Just throw that out there. I, I think as he talks to us, we like when he if he sends someone to give me a message that I've only prayed with him about mm-hmm. he always it's because I've had a conversation with him that he'll let me know and then the other person will confirm it right so it's something that he will and it's someone who listens to him as well right so I will know when they give me the message I know it is from him if it is from him. Right. Because he's already talked to me about and, it. And that's, I, At least that's how he identified. works with me. And, right. and, and with me, I tell him, uh, I don't need a three-way to Jesus. I got a direct line. Like, he ain't tell me that. So you, when he hit, when you hang up with him, them call me, and I believe it. Because a lot of times, a lot of these people in the church, it, to me, and see, I wasn't raised up in a church, so I don't know Neither the, the church politics or the church. But you got these people who know the church game. Mm-hmm. 
and they know how to play the church game. Right. Ooh, watch this. I got this. Girl, let me tell you what the Lord and told. Come on now. You just want to have something to say to me. Or you trying to be newsy or like, I don't I don't have time for that. But God gave me discernment to see these people right. when they come. Like, oh, here they come with the foolishness. And see, that's sometimes us people in church need to go to God and remember, like my grand, my wise grandmother would say, there is power in silence. Mm-hmm. You don't need to always go run and tell your business because all you're doing is just spreading it so everybody else could sit and judge you and look at you different and sideways and crazy. Mm-hmm. You have to get to a point of identifying that, yes, you have a personal relationship, but how are you using that relationship mm. with God? Are you spending time with him? Are you actually dedicating the time to actually say, you know, just like how you do in your marriage or in a friendship? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't have a relationship with somebody and not talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just uh, going to say, if you're unsure, like if someone is unsure, they can always, just in that silence, just talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like, they can always ask. You get a message from someone, you can always ask. Right. So that that makes it easy for me. But I'm simple like that. I'm childlike in that way. Amen. Like, Lord, okay, is this yes or no? But that's how you know it's of God because it's simple. Yeah. Mm. The enemy is complicated. Yeah. You know, he's going to be the fast-talking, bamboozling person that wants to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, right now, right now. You should do this right now, right yeah. now. Like a credit card. Mm. Right now. Get it right now. Want it right now. That's how you know it's the enemy because he's trying to rush you without thinking because it says in James that if you would have thought about it, you would have never did it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting to know your relationship because God, he, and people often ask me, how do, how do I know that God is speaking to me? But it's different for all of us. Yes. And it's found within your personal relationship with him. And that's something that you can ask, too. Like, mm-hmm. God, if you're unsure and you don't know when he's speaking to you, God, let me know. Amen. Let me know when it's you. And he'll tell you how he's going to let you know. Some people it's dreams. Some people it's visions. Some people it's other people speaking to them. Some people it's scripture every time. Some people... Whatever he can do, whatever he wants mm-hmm. to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, without our permission. Right. So that's something that I'm thankful for, Amen. and he can change it if he wants to. So going. So, what were we? What were we supposed to so do? We were supposed. We were supposed. <laughs> we, were both, we were supposed to be talking about. Um, Pastor Jay, what do you? All right. Know? So, 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 so going into our project here. Uh, yeah. Oh, like those, I was gonna say we. This was this, but this, I, I, I really can I just say before yes. we go into that, I really appreciate uh, when we have opportunity to just talk. Amen. Because a lot of times, even even in this industry, we can get a lot of rehearsed stuff. <laughs> Amen. Like from from the questions we ask to the answers we get, and when you can come and just be genuine, and and everybody understands that uh, it's a line of respect. I can respect what you say. Right. I can respect what she says. And we can respect it all the way around. Sometimes we might not have the same views, but we can respect it. Right. This is a thank you for allowing us to come on your platform, but I just wanted to say that. Amen. And you know, I usually say at the end, like I've told all everybody <laughs> yes. that I brought on, that, you know, I appreciate you guys for coming on to Anointed Radio and just giving Anointed Radio a chance because, like someone told me yesterday on the red carpet, I am pioneering gospel music in the city of Las Vegas. Amen. And, you know, we're, we're not 
the little segments like I've got from a lot of my fans and followers that say, you know, I, I love that certain stations have their Sunday moments, but mm-hmm. I want to listen to, to, to some some word. Mm-hmm. I want to hear some gospel uplifting. Gotta get and, that meat. You know, and it was crazy because I, I, I remember uh, my friend Marquise out of Chicago from Praise Break, mm-hmm. you know, commercial break. We had a face uh, interview mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is weird interview on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, I did that. And I was telling his listeners that it's crazy who your worship leader is. Because you have to realize who is your Monday through Friday worship leader. Mm. You know the guy who's saying, This is how. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? Montel, He's a, Montel, Montel yeah. Jordan. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is a minister in Atlanta now. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he came out with a series I tell everybody. It was called The Influence of Music. And he talks about how music. Take, first of all, takes down your guards of your spiritual ear because mm-hmm. first you're listening to it and then eventually you're just not paying attention to what it's saying, but it's speaking into your spirit. And you have to realize why it takes so much time for you to worship in church mm-hmm. when you had a different worship leader all week. Oh, wow. man. How can you praise God if you've been praising Cardi B, Beyonce? Ooh. You know, even, even Robert Kelly, I know, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you listen to all these things and you're speaking that into your spirit. And when you go to church, you're sitting there and you got all these dignified faces because anybody, everybody ain't been worshiping Jesus mm. all week. They've been worshiping other things of, wow. and be wondering why it's so hard to get they, Evangelist they, they, Nikki. they worship. Evangelist Nikki was up in there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Bishop College. So like, you got to just, <laughs> you got to, you got to be careful. Um, just, yeah. So like, just thank you. Thank you again. Like, but we have, I appreciate you. And you know, anytime y'all in town, y'all yeah. know where I'm at. And we, we wanted we to, yeah, we wanted to we... share this. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I usually do it at the end, but I was about to introduce y'all to it. So, so those Baxters, I said it. Yes. ID4. It reminds me of CB4, but I That's my movie. And this is the independent day for compilation CD and it does have one of your own Kavina Love that's been on Anointed Radio Week show much love here and somebody in the building named Miss Naomi B who's got like two cameras in my face oh my goodness (laughs) Miss Naomi B can you talk a little bit about you know being on the compilation and you know your music and what encouraged your music and all that good stuff in the next four eight minutes sure i sure can i can do it quicker (laughs) than that um so i just released my debut project um in july of last year it's called creative to worship and um i met these wonderful folks the baxter those baxters (laughs) i've been calling y'all the baxters people do that it's all right Um, right. i met them a few years ago we 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 met but didn't really connect connect but then i saw them again in philly at a showcase i was doing last year and we really connected then so when i released the project i sent it to them and so they heard some music on it and then they reached out to me they said we think you would be great for this compilation album and they chose my single for me. Like I had my mind on another song, and they were like, "No, this this the one, babe. That's the one. <laughs> that one." And and they were like so nice about it. They were like, you know, sometimes you know artists will choose songs, and then you know radio. I was like, listen, I don't care. Like y'all, y'all want to put my song on your album? Okay, you're like, hey, baby, yes. 
So that's how it happened. They chose the song So Good. It's a little urban, you know, kind of summertime, feel good. Drop your top. The, the top on your car. Not oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> Amen. We are at Vegas. <laughs> and um, so they put it on that album, and I came to um, Vegas this week during Stellar Week to perform the song and the showcase. So it's been wonderful. Is that the question? What did you ask me? <laughs> That was the question. Yeah, so that, yeah, so um, you can find the album on all your major digital outlets, um, iTunes, Apple Music. It's called Creative to Worship, and my name is spelled N-A-O-M-I, and then a B, Naomi B. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, too, Naomi B Music. So. Go follow her, y'all. Y'all heard her. She got her music, and we definitely go play her song after hey. in the outro. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. How did you guys recruit for this album? Uh, this this has been um God told us about three years ago to uh well actually he gave told like he gave us this idea like five years ago, five what six years ago two years before we was able to do it and we I was so excited like we're gonna put this CD out like Lord said we could put it and he said nope not yet. Next year I'm like can we put it out and he's like nope not yet. Cause he had to build us up. Mm. He's like, they not, they not, they not gonna receive it until I make them receive you first. Mm. So then he finally he said, y'all can release it. So what we did was songs that we played on our show. We had like songs. I'm like, oh, that would be great on a CD. Like we would reach out to people and then stuff. Then I said, you know what? I just can't do it like that. Cause then that's not an even playing field. And the reason we did this is to make sure that independent artists had an even playing field. So what we did is we said. We're gonna put it out to the public and see what we get. And floods of songs, like 200 songs come in. We like, oh no. But it was easy because sometimes we have to be honest to our community. Right. When it's not right and not ready, we have to be honest to them. Right. Because those people close to them will tell them, oh baby, that's good, that's great. And I tell them, listen, you might need to go. Get a master. Get it remastered. Mm -hmm. You know, you may want to go do the vocals over. It, you know, and it's not that I'm hating on you. I want you to put your best foot forward. Right. And we want to give you a chance. And we, like, right. and I want to, and I, and I tell everybody, I want to play your music. Because people not, are listening yeah, to our stations that are record executives. Yes. And, they, and you don't want to mess up your chance. And I, and then I don't want to mess up an opportunity for another station to pick me up. And they like, oh, what is that song they playing? And then that messes <laughs> up that pla other platform for you. Right. So uh, when we put it out, we put it out, and um, we get the songs. We sit down with the team and we listen, and I just ask God to give me the order once we get the songs. You, I see Double Dutch jumping. Well, uh, so we prayed about this, and God told us to do it so that we could be a blessing to the independent artists that are making this incredible music whose music is not being heard or played mm -hmm. because they're new and people don't necessarily know who they are yet. Right. So that if we put it in a complicated Compilation. I don't know what I'm about to say complication. Because it's, compli <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> for you to say. Look, I right there. Compilation CD, the context that he has given us over all these mm. years that we've been in radio. Like, we're able to, he's blessed us to be able to touch people that maybe some of the artists aren't able to, haven't met yet. 
haven't had the opportunity. So we can give it to the other radio announcers we know and that they play it based on the fact that, oh, those Baxters gave this to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that that will say that they'll actually listen to it. And it's happening like over these years that we've given out the CD. This year it was an official Stellar Awards bag. Hey. Oh, so yeah. that at the Radio Announcers Awards, they got this. I wish I got invited to that. But oh. I got mine today, though. Amen, amen, amen. I was about to say, wait a minute. Because I didn't get no Stellar bag at oh. all announcers. I'm a John. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's a different story. Well, we're going we we to work on that. We're going to work on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I was featured on the Stellar official page. Come on. As media. Oh, yeah. Right there. Rick, Richard Dillard saw me. Okay. Okay, right. okay. Very Call good. Richard. It's official. Not Ricky. <laughs> Richard. Uncle Reggie. So, um that you know we're able to get this in their hands in right. hopes that they will and prayer that they will play these same artists that we know are incredible so that they do not get discouraged right. it's so discouraging to have such incredible music out here and to bless God's people and not be able to um, not to have it heard and there have been so many artists over the years that have gotten discouraged so that's our whole purpose and God is continuing to bless it and um, Along with this, these are all artists that we play on our radio show. Mm -hmm. So God has given us three different platforms. We have a show that's with Reach Gospel Radio. That's those Baxters on Reach Gospel Radio. Um, we're syndicated. Um, my husband and I, we're syndicated. Um, I was going to say company. I don't know. We're syndicated. Yeah, no, no, praise it. You say the right word. We're a syndicated company. Amen. Lord, Lord, <laughs> Lord told us like to stop hiding that. Like We syndicate so, ourselves and... Prayerfully, yeah. one day we will help other shows be syndicated as well. Absolutely. So, um, oh, we and have speaking of that, if you guys ever wanted to be on the Anointed Radio Network, right, we right. could talk about that. Okay, so let's we talk. Get, 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 get the show out here in Las Vegas amen. playing. Let's talk. Amen. 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 So, um, we're on Reach Gospel Radio, which has 20 different affiliates across the United States with those Baxters on Reach Canada. Gospel Radio and Canada. And Canada. Yes, and then um, so and those are AM and FM stations across the United States, and then we have our own syndicated show, those Baxters uh, hashtag. hashtag those Baxters syndicated radio show, that um, we have five different affiliates. Um, seven. seven, sorry, seven. Di this is the man who knows all the information. <laughs> seven different affiliates. Seven different affiliates um, across the um, United, United States. States on um, different AM and FM stations, and then we have we're on Dash Radio, mm. um, God's House of Hip Hop, right, out of California, which is in like Teslas and Ford Ford trucks, and mm -hmm. so on the new digital um, network on Dash through God's House of Hip Hop, curated by MC Nice. What's nice. up? Congratulations, congratulations. We are so proud of you. And just, um, yeah. So he has that network, and um, God has blessed us to. We have a show called Street Psalms, which is hip hop and R&B. Um, mm. um, urban, urban gospel. So, of course, it's all gospel, but um, yeah, where we play, I guess urban gospel is what you would say R&B that's gospel. So, okay. Gospel that sounds that's like R&B. Yeah, yeah, yeah there go thank right you, there. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> so, um, God is in continuing to increase our reach so that we can 
support these artists and their music. So it's not even, it's about being able to reach these young people. We play the new incredible sound of gospel music. Amen. And um, young people are thirsting for it. They're thirsting for that beat. But if we give them that beat and Jesus at the same time, just like when, you said, when? what are they continuing? Who's your worship leader during yeah, the week? Right. And they got all these other worship leaders. We want the worship leader to be Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. so, and that that's what they're listening to. So so I always say that they, they get fed the poison all day, every day. Why not give them the antidote? Okay. Why not give them the antidote? Mm. Like, and the antidote is... is and. and ID four is part of the antidote, and shows that are willing to, to step outside of the traditional line of gospel. Um, I just always like to say shouts out to WIMG, which was a mom and pop station that played quartet music and traditional choir music, mm. and gave me opportunity to do hip hop on a show, on a station, and that was big because it was the only gospel station in the area. So it that made played Christian hip hop. So yeah. It, yeah, so it made Christian younger Christians be able, they made them listen to the show, but it also made older Christians realize like, "Oh, wait a minute. My son, listen, you can listen to this show and before we knew it, our show had taken off because I would tell you, "Listen, if you got a child or a daughter that's under the age of 18, you need to bring them to the stereo now." Here, I'm about to play music that you can have them listen to in the house and you not be like, turn that off. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably learn more scripture from that song than you teaching them. Right. Yeah. And before you know it, the people calling, oh, my, I like this song myself. What was that lady name? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But we have to not be afraid of the change in gospel. Gospel is going to change. The message has to remain the same. Because music, we can't play, we can't, like even today, we can't play James Cleveland or Aretha Franklin album on the radio for young people and expect them to listen. They're not. I listen, but I was but, raised by old folks. Yeah, yeah. But but these young people now, they the music, the melodies is completely different to what the melodies were. Even when we had like, don't you make me clean? Like that, that was rocking, but it was against the grain. Right. And you, you being raised by older people, they were listening to that. Even the parents are listening to their worship leader is not Jesus. So in order to get even the families to listen, you've got to, in today's music, you got to get And today, grandma's only 34. Grandma, I'm only 34. Grandma, I'm 34, 35. Push it up 40. to 40. About 40. Yeah, about 40. Grandma, about 40-something. Grandma, about 40. She's still turning up. She's Glam still out there. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you who's on the CD? Yes. So we have Sincere with uh, Wynn on the CD. Sincere. The gospel band out of Miami. If you like Earth, Wind, and Fire, imagine, and James Brown, imagine if they had children, right? Mm -hmm. And they made a gospel album. Mm -hmm. You got sincere. Okay. We have our girl Desi with I Can Feel It. Ooh, you yes. Talk about oh, no, no, I ain't gonna talk about everybody. <laughs> but we love you, Desi. We love you, Desi. Like we gotta talk about Desi. De um, Desi is my sister. Like, she is my soul sister. Like, she gives you that, hey, dinner. Like, it's, it's like happy running down the street type music. Like, oh, I'm 
I'm having a good day. Like that's a that's that's the type of music that our kids need. We need to have that uplifting where they, you can play it in the house and they won't turn it off. Amen. Yes, yes. Yes, good. We we can't talk about it. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about it, everybody. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. But we have um Samuel Midas on here. He is from the Caribbean. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago. Keep going. <laughs> we have Reggie Rock, our brother Reggie Rock on here. South Carolina. Yeah, he is a um, he does Amazing rapper. Amazing rapper. Yes, our girl Naomi B. Hey. Well, my DMV out to be more situation. Yeah, what up, yeah, sis? Yeah, yeah, Love what? of the death. Yes, Rudy Currents. Hey, if you don't know, you don't know Rudy. Rudy in an ATL. Rudy is one of the most gifted singers I've ever met. And anointed and humbled spirit. Oh my God. God. Like so just humble. just so humble, but so talented. You ever met somebody, you like, yo, dude, like, you know what you can do? Like, don't sit around me and I'm not knowing you in the room. Like, say something. <laughs> but if you put him behind the keys and the microphone, you're never forgetting. It's so hard not to talk about everybody. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to show a little love. Keep it moving. Kavina Love. We love you, Kavina. Yes. Kyle Alexander and Blake Winters. Another hip-hop. To my, but awesome hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you wanna, said you ain't going to talk too much about okay. everybody. Tamaya J. What up, Tamaya? Our brother, D-Mont. Out of Canada. d yes. is out of Buffalo. She oh, she didn't went past Buffalo. I don't know why I said because he took us to Canada when we stayed with him. Okay. We love, <laughs> we love you and your family. Um, And we have Nia, our girl Nia Funso. Ooh, Houston rapper. Listen. What? She's hot. the Good. king. Hot. Javon Inman. Javon, listen. Smooth brother right there. Yes. Who loves the Lord. Ugh, so hard. Ladies of Esther. LA. We have MC Nice and Bishop Cortez Vaughn. What up, Nice? What MC up, Bishop? Nice, yes, okay. Dash Radio, God's House of Hip Hop. Jay Windsor. What's up, What up, Jay? Jay? What up, Noop? How you feel? Yes, incredible music. Chip Bailey, incredible music. Yeah. Chip, oh, beautiful spirit. And also Natasha Daniels, who just loves the Lord. Bonus track. Yeah, and then listen, Natasha Daniels is a problem. It's a real problem. And she is such a sweetheart. Like I, I even my sister Naomi, like she be like it she don't big herself up like she should when we be around people. That's just because she, she's humble. But she yeah, but but she's an incredible artist with some incredible music. You know, and I just can't wait for the world to just be able to hear her. Amen. That's it. So, I love you, sis. So I definitely want for you guys to say where people can find you. So I'll, I'll guess I'll put the back. Oh, I was reading the back of it. <laughs> it's those Baxters, B-A-X-T-E-R-S dot yeah. com. You see, the, you want it. And those Baxters at gmail.com. You can be able to reach out to them. They mm-hmm. have a lot of sponsors. Check out ID4. They are doing some great things. And we're going to do something a little special at the end. But I had to do a uh, uh, first. I guess I'll do my outro. And then we have her uh, have us close out. But this is Pastor Jay. And one announcement I would like to say is this. We have now syndicated my sister Cheryl Underwood's spiritual nourishment show. It will be... Live every Friday here on anointedradionetwork.com. You can be able to hear her show on Fridays at 5 p.m. It's great to have Cheryl and her team partnered with us. We're 
adding more shows as we speak here locally and around the nation. It's just great when when brothers could dwell in the unity, as I say in Psalms one thirty third. You know, so it. it Definitely keep the support. We're getting more shows. We're doing a lot of things in the background for AnointedRadioNetwork.com. If you didn't see, you can see Pastor Jay on the Stellar's uh, shouting out AnointedRadioNetwork.com on the Stellar's Instagram. And Miss Nia, who was taking all my shine, but shout outs to her, Miss Nia <laughs> in Alabama. Um, she's doing great things um, with her show that Nia Speaks. And... Um, one thing I wanted to just play out is I would like Miss Naomi, who is in the building, y'all, yes. to introduce her song, Show Good. Okay. Um, so, this is so good. Wait, I am Naomi B. Let's say that first. Naomi B. And this is so good. You can find it on my album, Created to Worship, which is available on all digital outlets and on the ID4 compilation album by those Baxters. Hope you enjoy. And here it goes. So good by Naomi B on anointedradionetwork.com. And it's going to play right now as soon as it goes. And it goes like this. Mm-hmm. 